Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 34 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Selly, and with me is the beautiful Shauna Euling. Shauna and I have been having so much fun, first as friends. Well, she was a client first, years True. ago. Then we became friends. And then, I mean, for over six years now, we've been in this real estate life together, doing life, doing real estate. And I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. We have so much fun. It's been a blast. It's so much better to do this together and to do it as our, we have an incredible group. And um, so I just, you know, as this, as this 2022 is taking off, I just, I don't want to get too far removed from the gratitude mm -hmm. that I feel in my heart because it's relationships that keep all of us going. It is. So, um, so let's talk about this because we have our January stats now. And I think it's really important to kind of go over where the average sales price is um, versus January of 21, January of 22. So mm -hmm. average sales price, um, 494, 954 versus 433, 581. So the average sales price was up 14.2%. January to January in El Paso County for single family homes. Yeah, that's insane. And then the median price, uh, 445 versus 385. So the median price was up 15.6% mm -hmm. January to January. So that's interesting. But the market dropped just a little bit. <gasps> no, we're not Excuse correcting. We're not going, it's the coffee, I swear, it's the coffee. We're not going through a market correction right now. It did drop just slightly from December mm -hmm. of 21 to January of 22. We had a little bit of a decrease. there's nothing to sell. That's true. And so it went down on the average price 2.2%. Um, and it went down on the median price only 1.1%. But that's really nothing. Well, and that's so typical anyway. It's I feel like so many years right after Super Bowl Sunday, it takes off. I don't know why it that does. is. It, it, it is this historic. Weekend. Yes, it's historic. And we've had an early rush, though. I mean, the market has been um, underly saturated beyond words, you know, know, for so long. And I mean, because of that, I think that the, there's really not been, quote, a true resting place. Homes are selling as soon as they're coming up still. Mm -hmm. um, inventory is up a little bit um, since last year. But, you know, we were, we're still hovering. In, in January, there were on average like 549 single family homes. A lot of those were new construction though. Yeah. But yesterday I looked on the MLS, there was only 314 homes yeah. that are active single family homes. And when I take out the new construction and only leave in existing homes, there was only 167 active homes on the market yeah, yesterday. It's crazy. I pulled uh, homes between 600 and 900,000 and I did three zip codes on the northern side of Colorado Springs. Five active listings. And how many times do you go back and go, I did something wrong with that search? I know. I'm like, okay, what did I must? And I went back and I did the same thing. And I'm like, no, that's really it. Sad. I set up a new search for someone. I'm like, well, here's the five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have fun but, with that. Yeah, but crazy. It is crazy. But you know, th with all of that said, 
you know, there, there's a big question out there. What is the elephant in the, the room question? And it's maybe not so much an elephant in the room. It's just everybody's wondering this. Are we in a housing bubble? Right? And every, this is yeah. the question. So, um, you know, I, I can't say that we are perfect economists. We're not trying to be. But I think it's interesting that there was a survey done by, I believe it was Redfin, and they had surveyed 1,500 people. Mm -hmm. And out of that survey, 77% of the buyers that were out there felt that they were in a housing bubble. Mm -hmm. But only 40-something percent of the agents, the realtors, thought that we are in a housing bubble. Yeah. But there are things, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but let's be really clear, people, that there are some differences on why we may not be in a housing bubble. Mm -hmm. We might be in a housing ripple. It's, it feels like a riptide. I was just in Costa Rica. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a riptide. But there are some things that are different than what happened in 2008 when the market fell apart. Yeah, and a one of the big ones is the, the people back then, they weren't qualified. They were getting these junk loans. They were stated income. So many people were stated income. And then they didn't have the funds. Everyone was over leveraged. And, you know, the house of cards tumbled. Now you are scrutinized. I mean, if you're a recent buyer getting a loan right now or refinancing, you have to prove your blood type, <laughs> totally. hand over your kids yes. and sign this paper that you're never going to get fired. And Up until the day of closing, people are still, you know, they're, they're not checking, approved. They're checking on your job yeah, right they, up until they closing. They need your, you know, employer to state that you, yes, in fact, you are working and you're in good standing on the day of closing. I mean, it's very frustrating. But people are very qualified now. Yes. So that's not the so that's not going to be a Problem. part of the market taking a nosedive. No. Um, so banks are actually doing their job and they're, they're, they're lending money to people who can afford right. to buy the home. Yeah. So that's a, one and thing. A lot of people have a lot of money right now, too. People are very qualified. There's a lot of cash There's on the sidelines. Yeah, there is. But and then so the other reason why 2008 just went into the toilet or it started going into the toilet at that point um, of time is the oversaturation of inventory. Right. Guys, we don't have enough homes. Uh, you know that. I mean, how many times do we need to say that? We don't need to beat a dead horse, mm -hmm. but we need to get on this horse and learn to ride it differently. Yeah. Um, because I'll tell you, with the lack of, of inventory, um, it's that definitely is a price factor stimulus. Yeah. So a low inventory and people being qualified to buy is not going to create a complete dead market. It's not going to create like this hugely crazy uh, bubble. And, you know, there's a lot of people still moving in from out of state because we're a very desirable place to live and people are more mobile right now. You're right. So not only are we trying to house our current, um, you know, citizens that live here that want to make a move one way or another, but we have a huge influx of new people. And they can work where they want to. Yeah, and you know, quite often they have a lot of, of money from where they're coming from. So Shauna, um, your husband is in financing. He's mm -hmm. in lending. Um, what does he say right now about interest rates? Yeah, they're creeping up for sure. There was a dip a couple of weeks ago, and there was actually, you could, uh, the jumbo loan rates were actually lower than the conventional loan rates, which what? was for a few days. It was really weird. It was actually a much better rate. And 
So there's these days of where it hits lower, but you know, I mean, they're projected to raise three times this year, if according to what some people think. According um, to the Fed, they yeah, said that. Yeah. So whether or not they do it or not, I don't know. But well, they've that's, already been going up. Yeah, and that's what I mean. We hit so low last year, so it can't always be where it was. So things are going up. Mm-hmm one way or another. (laughs) So that's probably the thing that could help bring a little bit of balance into the market. Yeah. Doesn't mean the bubble will break. Yeah, it'll limit some 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 purchasers buying power for sure. And it might just also eliminate the fastest rate of appreciation. We might we're still going to appreciate, but we're we just may not be on that same trajectory because of that. Yeah. And typically in the last few years, you know, Colorado Springs has been, you know, roughly between seven and ten percent on average of our appreciation. So Mm -hmm. to hit fifteen, like you said last year, I mean that's um that's double from what we've done in years past, which is huge in one year. Yeah. It is huge. It is huge. So I mean I'll just I'll just end with this um, because we're talking about a lot of cash being in the market Mm -hmm. and people are afraid with inflation hitting so hard um, that their money is doing nothing sitting in a bank. So um, I I do have people and you do too that want to put their cash into a house. Yeah. And I got a call about writing an offer on a property that was in, um, it was in Douglas County and I couldn't, I was so excited to work with these people. It had been so long since any home had come up that really lit a fire under them and make them made them excited. And so um, I did all the comps. And looking at comps, this home is justifiable in the nines, but it was listed just under one one. <laughs> okay, so that's always a hard thing for me. Yeah. To, and I tell them I'm not I'm not whitewashing this. I'm showing them. I can't, there's no justification here for the price. I can't justify it by comps. So this is how much do you want to pay knowing you're paying over? What can you sleep with at night? Mm -hmm. And let's start with a certain price and escalate. We escalated up to one, two on this offer. And the, the agent was taking offers through the weekend. And we found out that we didn't get it in the Mm -hmm. end. There were three cash buyers all yeah. with about the same escalation. But one of the buyers took away their inspection, right? Just just waived it completely. Mm-hmm. And they, they had um, a strategy of wanting to pay for all the personal property in the house. Like they thought about doing that and the seller, it wasn't advertised that way, but they were like, well, in addition to the purchase price, we'll buy anything you want to give us to. And so, it, but the big thing was the inspection waiver mm-hmm. completely. And I'm sorry, I don't, so who really won on that deal? I don't know. I, I kind of feel the like seller. <laughs> <laughs> the seller did. I kind of feel like my buyer did too, because on a home that was older, that had some different things about it structurally or different things that I don't know that they could sleep at night waving the inspection. We do that sometimes. Yeah. But on that home, it just didn't seem justifiable. Yeah, and you really have to look at that when you're looking at houses, which is why it's so good to have a good agent that knows what to look for. Because a lot of times, as a buyer, you're, oh, the views or the kitchen is so beautiful. And you're you're caught on seeing yourself live in the house. And we're going through the thing, looking at everything they're not looking at. Yes. The age of the water heater, the roof, the 
Is there cracks? You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the foundation. Exactly. Yes. And so it's so important to have that counsel in the yeah. midst of it. So I don't know. In a way, I feel like my clients won well, your, anyway. Your buyers were lucky to have you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and and I think that we just, you, you and I, we know how important it is for people to feel protected. Mm-hmm. And there are things we can do, even in a crazy market, to yeah. make them feel that they're safe, as safe as possible. They have to decide their risk. Right. But we can point out the options as, as to how much risk are you willing to take. Mm-hmm. And let's go for that strategy. Right. So... Shauna, we're out of time. I mean, we have so much to say, but I know. we're going to have to catch this conversation on the next one. It's been a really good talk for sure. So thank you thank so you. much. Catch you next time.